Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty old school, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. So, Jonah, I was thinking about... Our guest today, I'm so excited that he's here. And I got to meet him a couple times when he hosted SNL while I was in the cast. And the first time he hosted while I was there, he did something so funny that I will never forget. And I don't know if he remembers it, but we can ask him about it as soon as we introduce him and he can, he's officially here. <laughs> it was the end of the show he was hosting. And we were about to do the good nights where everyone hugs and sure. the host thanks everybody. And we were about to come back from the commercial break. And it happened to be Kate McKinnon's first show ever. Okay. And it was only her first show. Like she came at the end of a season. And right before and she had an incredible show. She had an incredible show. She was in a lot of stuff. She was in a lot of stuff. You know, she's Kate. She was so good. Sure. And right before we came back from the commercial break, our host today turned to her and he said, I don't know if you remember this. He said, Hey, Kate. You blew it. <laughs> it was so funny. I asked her. She doesn't remember it. I. It, it seems like you don't remember it either. But it was such a sweet moment because obviously she had such an incredible show. And if she hadn't, you wouldn't have done that. But it was so funny. It really was like one of the sweetest, funniest things I've ever seen. I don't remember. You don't remember? No. She doesn't either. I observed it. Are you sure it. you're not making it up? I know okay. I'm not making it I watched it happen, <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. But it was all 
as everyone's gathering. It was as everyone's gathering on the and tongue we're, of the stage there yes. before we're coming back. And we were going to come goodnight. back from commercial, yeah. and you just turned to her because it was her first show, and you just said, "Hey, Kate." And obviously, I thought you were going to say, "Incredible, Incredible. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah." Great show, and you went, "You blew it." <laughs> it was so sweet. It was like oh. so funny. It really. Well, let's introduce. Yeah, let's... yeah. We're gonna. No, you can't talk. We have to introduce <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, please put the sweatshirt over so it's like you're not here yet. Okay, our guest needs no introduction. Oh, well, then <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, we're gonna do it anyways. So don't act like you're here. He's an actor and comedian known for his incredible tenure on Saturday Night Live and starring roles in iconic comedy films such as Elf, Anchorman, Step Brothers, and most recently, the film Spirited. You can also hear him on the Ron Burgundy podcast and other podcasts on the Big Money Players Network, which he founded alongside iHeartMedia. Please welcome our boss, Will Farrell. I'm here. Oh, my gosh. For everyone listening... I was covering my head with a, with a sweatshirt. Yeah. So I could make so an entrance. So you could make an entrance. entrance, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, too, because okay. this is something that was high on my list to talk to you about. Okay. But one of the other times I hosted, or I was either visiting okay. or doing just a bit, I forget, and we were talking in the hallway, and it was towards the end of the show, and you, unfortunately, oh my God. weren't in the show. Okay, okay. That show, which I knew. Yes. But we were all going, and everyone was saying hi, and I'm like, Vanessa, you're so good. And you were like, Will, I wasn't in the show. <laughs> and I knew you weren't in the show, but I was just trying to say, you're so good in general. Like, every time I watch the show, you're so good. And I was trying to soften the blow of not being in that night's show. And then it came off really weird, and you were like, Dude, I wasn't in the show tonight. That's such a rude response for me. And then I was I, I was like, no, I know. I just... And I was like, why did I even say anything? Oh, my God. I, I just want to apologize for creating that awkward no, moment. No, I want to apologize for my response. I could have been like, that's so nice for you to say. That yeah. softens the blow. But I think you thought I was just an addled person who was like... All of you were wonderful. <laughs> and and you were just kind of correcting me. Like, well, actually, I wasn't in it tonight. I don't remember that, but See, I, I wouldn't yeah. have... T when I think of you, I think of a very so sweet I person. So I don't feel as bad now. You Because it was your fault. Your response it was, was my inappropriate. Fault. It was my fault. <laughs> and what would you say is like the definition of adult? Oh, <laughs> an adult without your wit. Not yes. with your wits. Okay, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. You, yeah. I was recently that person at SNL because... I went to one of the after parties. I was mm -hmm. in New York and I went with Molly. We, Molly and I were doing the New Yorker Festival and yeah. our friend Merrick, like we went to this after party and it was all cast and writers that I didn't really know. Sure. And I started telling everyone good job. <laughs> and so it was like, would be one of the guys I knew was a writer because he's one of the three guys that he's is still, that yeah. still was there yeah. when you guys were there. Well, no, yeah. he's one of the please don't destroy guys. And I think he, he was standing there with his, I now know his girlfriend. And I said to both of them, I said, <laughs> I said, you guys are so, you're talented. <laughs> and I sort yeah. of, made eye contact with them and then sort of made eye contact with like whoever else was around <laughs> to sort of like maybe I'd be hitting like a percentage of like the compliment ray you were sending <laughs> yeah, out sort of sort of looking towards yeah. the ceiling sure. and kind of being like so, um, and there was so just much blank, talent blank stares yeah, yeah and I could tell that they were like this kind of like 
older out of it lady like doesn't know <laughs> who's who who's who or what we're doing here <laughs> and they were absolutely right <laughs> well so, it happens yeah, yeah. so yeah. but anyways i no, don't what we're saying is no good deed goes unpunished that's that's, that's right. what we're trying that's to say that's right i was just so, trying to be nice to and them. i was trying to be nice too and i i and so <laughs> when you sorry if you ever thought i was didn't Right. realize you weren't even in the show. Anyway. Did Have you ever gone just to a party like that? Have you ever just gone to an SNL party? I don't think I've done the, I was just in town, let's yeah. go check out the SNL party. I don't think I have. It was such an unexpected thing. It's actually Jim Downey was like hanging, like he sort of, for lack of a better word, pressured us to go. Oh, okay. And not in a... <laughs> <laughs> Invited? Jim Downey was there and he was going and he, you know, was sort of like, you've got to go. And right. we were doing this... Fest, you know, and oh, we thought because oh, he was at the festival. He okay, was at the New it. Yorker festival, yeah. and so we just sort of maybe he didn't go to that, but he was. I don't know. He was, he was hanging around. out, and, he, and he's such a nice. And we thought, oh, we'll just go. But that's such a not for me to go to a late party. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. But it just felt like I don't know if you've ever had that feeling at any of those events. I just felt like oh, I've really been gone for a long time. No, I started to feel it each time yeah. with hosting the show. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm knowing less and less people who work here. And yeah. even one of the first times I went back to host, which was, you know, Amy Poehler, Horatio. I yeah, knew, I, people you knew. I hadn't gone, been gone that long, so I knew a bulk of everyone. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I all of a sudden was the host. And as we were rehearsing, because you know how rehearsals yeah. very start and stop. Yes. And they're fixing. And so... There was a huge pause in whatever we're rehearsing. And the cast, even though I knew them, were now doing their own bits with each other. And I was like alone <gasps> sitting on a stool. And I was like, oh, I'm now the host. And I was like, yeah. I resisted the impulse to be like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's the bit? Yeah, and that's like, no, really that's, funny. It's their turf now. You're the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a separate. So that's really funny. I went back once and I did a weekend update sketch like the year after I left. And I was in one of those guest dressing rooms and I loved it so much because I got that plate of cheese and nuts. Oh, yes. <laughs> like a lot Room of Gouda. temperature. Room <laughs> yeah. temperature. So much Gouda, too. You go, who's picking lot, this? <laughs> you know, they must buy 80% of the cheese budget is dedicated towards Gouda. Yeah. They must have a really, like their cheese guy is like, I specialize in Gouda. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a- <laughs> I'll give you a great break on the Gouda. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a smoky plate in general, <laughs> such such smoky flavors, but so fun because you, you normally you don't get that. And then I found a lot of the cast, because I had just left, a lot of the cast were coming into my room because I think, because I had Trying to snacks. steal? Yeah. Oh, because they're starving. Yeah, because they're sort of like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they want, it was sort of like, I had like this sort of big open room with with like, you know, all kinds of club soda and stuff and they were sort of I once used a snack plate on Good Morning America to admonish a segment producer so I was doing Good Morning America and same sort of thing they had the big Danish tray in my dressing Whoa. room with bagels and croissants and wrapped really tightly with the saran wrap <laughs> yeah. and uh, this segment producer person was like he I don't know how many times he said it's it like and you know just have a lot of fun out there just have a lot of fun just have a lot and as we're walking down the hall he's like and I'm like, hold on, let me guess. Have a lot of fun? <laughs> he didn't realize I hid the croissant plate kind of on the side, and I walked out onto the stage and forced everyone to take a croissant. 
And so it's like George Stephanopoulos looking at me like, I'm like, nope, we're not going to start the interview till George takes a bite of his croissant because we got to have some fun. We're going to have some fun with it, right? And live morning television. And yeah, it was deliciously uncomfortable. But they were kind of laughing and yeah. they, were, they were taking one bite out of their <laughs> the weird bagel and kind of going with me. And then when I got done, the guy was like, okay, okay, I got, I get it. Touche. <laughs> so he knew it. That's good. He yeah, knew what you were but, doing. But oh my gosh. Dude, just relax. But also good for you for having the confidence. You have to follow through on that so hard. Like, you can't give come up. On. You couldn't just put the plate down if they said no and been <laughs> no, like, I had to like, well, forget yeah, this yeah. was based on something oh, from backstage. Oh, this now feels weird. Yeah. Why did I bring this out? I was like, nope, everyone's going to take a bagel or a croissant. And you have to make them do Michael it Strahan, or else. Michael bite into your bagel, please. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Well, were you doing a lot of films while you were on the show? Because I know that's kind of was a thing when we were growing up. A lot of the cast was doing movies and stuff. Or was that later for you? It was, I think, around that third year of being on the show, we did the Night at the Roxbury movie. Yes. And then that next summer was like Superstar. Yes. And then the following summer was Ladies Man. So yeah, I kind of started doing those SNL movies. Yeah. They don't really do those as much do, anymore. Yeah. 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 A great way to kind of cut your teeth on being on a film set. Totally. Yeah. I'm sure. Because you already knew a lot of the people, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it, it was great. Do you feel like we were talking about this a little before? Like, I just feel like you must be such a delightful person. Like, you must have so many people from SNL, because I feel this way. I'm not saying I'm a delightful person, okay? But you no, must no, have that's, so— that's still— up for debate, okay. but from what Jonah's told me. But do you feel yes. like, okay, Jonah, do you feel like there's people that you see, like, even if you see them rarely, that you're just so delighted? Like, it must be, I don't even know what I'm asking you. It's like I'm being on the Chris Farley show, but, yeah. I, but I feel like, do you have people from that show? Because obviously you make such a tight-knit, like, family on that show, right. and then you go off and you do other things. There must be certain people from that show, and you don't have to name names, okay? I'm not, this isn't, you know... I'm not uh, going the to. There's New no York way. Post. R- right. Or, uh, Page six. Page six. Yeah. But do you just, there's certain people that you just, it's like such, I feel that the longer I'm away from the show, the more that like certain people I see them and it's just like, I almost can't breathe. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, it is one of the more unique kind of entertainment experiences to yeah. go through, right? Between yeah. the excitement of it the pressure of it, but those bonds you form yeah. are like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So I always feel bad for any of us that's kind of a civilian that's around anyone who's been on SNL because right. within 30 minutes of any sort of conversation, it'll go back to kind of telling war stories. Of yeah. Like, Do you remember that one time? Yeah. And, but you can't help it. It's so right. much fun. It was such a big part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love running into I'm not gonna name names. Yeah, I'd rather you just, yeah. just out of respect. Oh, I wanna name names. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, do you feel like the civilian in this? I do. I haven't yeah, have right? not been Sorry. on the show. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's really fascinating. You were probably at half of the shows. I was I at a know. lot of the shows because yeah. I was living in New York at the time. So I would go a lot yeah. and then I'd be like, Oh, it's too late and then the next week message was like, Do you want to come? I'd be like, Okay. Did you love having people come to the show? 
I did. Same I, here. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew other people were like, I can't take it. I yeah. can't say I loved it. I loved doing it. I loved having Jonah and my yeah. best friend Gwen would come all the time too, to the point where like now whenever I do like Seth Meyers show or whatever, he'll be like, How are Jonah and Gwen? <laughs> <laughs> like like there was That's a sketch great. that Colin wrote my last show that like we did at the table and it mentioned Jonah and Gwen. Like everyone talks about oh Yeah, they're big, big uh, but yeah, I loved having I was, people. But it was I always was, fun. My hardest part of the show was asking other writers and cast members if they were using their tickets that week. Yeah, sure. yeah. Sometimes I've had groups of 15 people. I've yeah. Had like yeah. crazy groups. Yeah. Sometimes I would get so distracted by like organizing who was coming <laughs> that it would be like, I have to remember that like, I have, I have to, to focus on the sketches right, I'm right. doing and stuff. Back to the Kate McKinnon thing, yeah. encounter. I was stealing a little page from Harper Steele because she used to write post-it notes when we were doing the show and leave them at the page desk and the page would be like there's a message from steel for i'm like oh and she said it's urgent and I'm like, okay and i'd run and it'd just be handwritten don't blow it <laughs> <laughs> don't blow it tonight that's really funny and so i think i was channeling well Whatever you're doing, it was so funny. I love that, and we, it I really, love that we both don't remember it. Yeah, you both don't <laughs> yeah. remember. I'm the only one yeah. who remembers it. Gosh. So it was an intense good nights for you guys. Where I probably wasn't in the show. Well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Oh, is that cool? We we're just saying that. I was told in. there was. Good, I, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, I guess yeah. we have to. Okay. Right. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. And we're back. Uh, 
It's a roll of the dice whether <laughs> I'll be back here or not. Yeah. Yeah. You take your break. Ba- yeah. Break. Though. Break. Let's and then it. we're and we're back. And we're back. We'll still here. Yep. Did you have a nice break? Guess what was in the break room? What's that? A whole selection of Gouda. <laughs> wow. What are the wow. odds? What wow. are the odds? So, well, you grew up in Irvine. Yes. Irvine, California. Irvine, California. Which is Southern California. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of... But no- I like that you said it just alone, as if <laughs> the world <laughs> would know. Where it is. Do you think most people might not know? Yeah, I most guess people it's don't. kind of a small... Yeah. 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 I, I know that some people like Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Roca were from yeah. there. Was that... And it seems like around the same year as you, was that... Did you know those guys when you were in high school? So, so here's a crazy... Another crazy SNL story. Okay. Sorry, Jonah. No, please. My first year on the show, so 95, 96 season, and... Tim and Zach, who I went to high school, Tim Comerford, who was in my class, Zach was a year below us. Okay. Tim had been playing in bands and this, that, and the other. And then next thing I know, they're part of this band that everyone's talking about called Rage Against the Machine, and we're on the same show together. Wow. Whoa. And it was like our, it was in that first half of the season. So within the first nine shows, and we were laughing going like, how crazy is this? We're on SNL. These oh three God. guys from Irvine. That's unbelievable. Very cool. Did you ever see Zach's band before that Inside? I'm a music journalist. This is like oh, okay. my, like he had this band Inside Out. Right? No. Did you ever saw it? Okay. No, but I, I think Tim was part, I did watch Tim perform with a band called Crystal Pistol. Okay. I, I haven't heard of them, but I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Which I believe is a reference to a penis. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's maybe something that you cooked <laughs> now, up. I'm just kidding. That's now I think Vanessa's that's... out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, he was just playing in, and I didn't even know Zach was into music. Really? <laughs> I just remember Zach as like a skateboarder guy, and we'd right. play pickup basketball. Yeah. And then next thing I know, he's this amazing lead singer. And then full circle, Tom Murillo has become a friend through our kids' school. Wow. So. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Okay. That's incredible. Crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, we are again for like <laughs> so and We're really nervous, and having you. <laughs> How are you guys feeling about the new setup here? Again, this is only our second podcast. I'm used to person. doing this in a room in my house. Yeah. yeah. So this is a little more involved, but it feels good. For our listeners, they've set up two luxurious couches. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm on more of a love seat. Yeah. And you guys are on a full couch. But yeah. of the same with some throw pillows. Some throws. Yeah. yeah. We're just hanging. So we're just hanging. Yeah. 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 It's super a, chill. A kind of a chill, <laughs> kind of kind of like friends in a uh, friends in a in an office. Office. Yeah. <laughs> in an abandoned office. In an office yeah. with you yeah. know couches in it. Yeah. In it. And some equipment. And some, some equipment. Some audio equipment. Just to, yeah. just pretend it's not you know yeah. I don't even see it or well look. <laughs> here's how it's gonna Wait, go. Here's how it's <laughs> Another commercial? Everybody, <laughs> no. Keep it going. Keep it, let's keep it going. So uh, we asked you to bring in a topic today. You you yeah, gave us I, several. I gave you several. Yeah. And the one that we picked, right. is Scooby Doo. Yes. Okay. To kind of talk about to kind of riff on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay. what does Scooby Doo? I'm about to rhyme here. Mean to you? Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was. I did not see that coming. Uh, <laughs> it's thrown me. <laughs> I huge Saturday morning cartoon kid. junkie kid, right? And Scooby Doo. I just between the solving of the mysteries, yes. which were super scary, yes. in my brain at that time, and the suspension of disbelief every week. Yes, that maybe they weren't going to solve it. 
Yeah. But they still did. Yeah. But somehow, like, I kept coming back for more. And just the camaraderie. Yeah. Fred's ascot Right, right. He wore an ascot scarf. Yeah, and you liked that. I loved his style. Look, yeah. I think I had a crush on Velma. Velma. Velma, Velma. yes. And then just, you know, Shaggy. I don't know so much about Shaggy. was weird to me. Yeah. Like why he was allowed to hang around. Yeah. I don't know. He needed to kind of I don't know what his skill set was. His best friend was a dog. (laughs) Yeah. And, but still, but you know, okay. Yeah. That's cool of them. Yeah. They do all the hard work. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I just love, it was just my favorite cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And what was like. And the mystery machine. Which was their van they traveled around yep. in. Right, 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 right. Which I drove a van in high school that was similar to the Mystery Machine. My dad had a Chevy van that I would sometimes use as my car to drive to high school, which had, you guys won't know what this, it was a manual transmission, but it's called Three on a Tree. It's just three gears. Oh. But it's up here. Okay. As so you opposed have a clutch to the shifter. Too? You got the clutch, and okay. but you're shifting. He just hauled his music equipment around. And it was a windowless van. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. No. I, but the Mystery Machine, I don't think, had windows either. Was it really cool that when you would drive that van to work? Because I remember being in high school and kids who had cars yeah. like that. It was like, we were all like, we got to get in that car. It was cool because it was kind of beat up. Yeah. And a little bit little bit vintage I hung out with a group of friends who liked doing weird stuff. So okay. we celebrated the nonconformist kind of thing. And while all these young Irvine suburban kids had brand new cars. I had this beat up yeah. equipment van that became cool. Right. B- banana yellow, bright yes, yellow. Yeah. So, yeah. There was a kid in your grade, Jonah, who had like a big yellow truck. Th- yep. Truck. And it yeah. was like the coolest thing. Like I grew up kind of near Molly in near Shaker. Yeah, sure. And we both did. And um <laughs> and and there were a lot of kids who had these really nice cars, but I feel like that yellow yeah. truck was yeah. like... I had a lot of bumper stickers on my car, like just covered with band. We actually would sneak bumper stickers on each other's cars Whoa. to mess. Okay. Like I would come out and there'd just be a U.S. Marines bumper sticker <laughs> on the back of the other car I drove, which was a beat up VW Bug. Okay. Like, yeah. Ah, oh, they got me. So we'd have bumper That's sticker really wars. That's really funny. Yeah. yeah, Jonah drove... A Jetta, and it was like we would drive in to school, and he would be like blasting no effects and stuff. And the right. music, and okay. I'd be late. Felt, but I felt so cool. Believe it or not, I wasn't very punk in high school. That's hard but to believe. Joan, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jono, and so I'd come in like so studious and all my book, and right. but we'd be blasting like. You know, whatever. And you got a little street cred. Yeah, off and of that. I'd be like, yeah. I guess I'm getting out of my brother's car. I was probably sometimes annoyed because <laughs> we were late, but like, <laughs> I was, I was like, so like, I felt like it was such a cool way to show up to school. Of course. You know, like yeah. whatever. I guess I'm just listening to this punk music. And that, but scoot back to Scooby Doo. Sure. Speaking yeah. of music, they always have a music montage. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember like being a kid on Saturday mornings and watching it, or like do you have a memory of what that? I just knew I was like early riser. Yeah, I would get, and there was just kind of a lineup between like Scooby Doo, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Okay, and Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Yes, it was a big Saturday morning yeah. cartoon. Yeah, here's where I was also a weird. My younger brother though still wouldn't wake up before I would. Okay. And I loved playing Monopoly. Okay. By myself. Because the whole house (laughs) was still sleeping. Yeah. 
And so I would set up the board and I'd play. And then when it wasn't my turn, I'd sneak into my mom's room and I would move her piece. I'd set up for two players. Okay. I, I would be, you know, the dog or the, okay, the yeah. car or the yeah. shoe, whatever. I'd move around the board. And then when it was the other person's turn. I'd roll for them. They'd land on. And so I'd go into my mom's room like, mom, yes or no on Park Place. Oh, that's so She'd sweet. be like, what? Just say yes or no. She'd be like, no. Okay. Which means she, she didn't want to buy it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd do whole rounds of playing wow. by myself. Yeah. Until everyone finally woke up. What a patient kid. That's Patience. So... Yeah. Yeah. Did you find like having that money? I re- we played kind of a lot of Monopoly in sure, our house. Sure. And I remember just like the feeling of having a lot of that money just truly made me feel rich and like I just, well, it was hard for me to like give up that money. I have a money story too. I have two money stories. <laughs> Great. So yes, I can totally identify with that. And I always felt like we were running out of 500, $500 bills. Yeah. There was in plenty of hundreds, but the 500s would go through quickly, I okay. feel like. Okay, maybe there were less. And yeah. there was a neighborhood across the street from the apartment complex I grew up in was Damber Drugs. And I was walking through the toy section one day. You could buy refills of Monopoly money. I've never <sighs> heard of that. Wow. wow. Let's just say it's the only time I've ever shoplifted. I took a stack of 500s. <laughs> <laughs> I stole fake money and I put it in my pocket and I walked out really stiffly. I'm sure if there was a camera, I'd be like the worst kid actor right. by the time I walked. <laughs> Very, I'm just do do do. I'm walking out of the drugstore. No, no need to look over here. And then I ran home and I stole monopoly money to add to our games we had plenty of 500s <laughs> oh my god and you still remember it you still of course i still remember what it. what a big yeah and then i brought i didn't realize we we're gonna be talking about money but <laughs> is this the other story this is the other yeah. story <laughs> i brought my favorite christmas present that i got this year <gasps> from my wife it's a little attache case <gasps> <laughs> guess what it's filled with Tiny stacks of money. Oh my God. <laughs> Everyone here in the room? That's like 10 grand, at least. She got this for me. That's such a great... Yeah. And you keep it on your person? At- I, I just thought, maybe we'll talk about this today. Maybe there's be a good reason money for me to up. show yeah. You knew money you would guys. come... Yeah. You knew you're meeting with the Bayers, money might come up. And then... <laughs> and then that relates to SNL, too. Yeah. Because when I met Lauren, because I had read a story about how Adam Sandler did something where he just pretended to hump a chair or something and was signed on the spot. Okay, okay. And I I remember reading that going, you know what? He didn't worry about pleasantries or he just was like funny right away and they signed him and that's the way to do it. Yeah. And so I thought if, and I knew I had to meet Lauren for my second audition. Right. It was a meeting before you. And I thought, I'm going to walk in with a briefcase I'm going to fill it full of fake counterfeit money. And as he's talking to me, I'm just going to go like, Lauren, we can all talk till the cows come home. But we all know there's only one thing that really talks, and it's hard gold cash. And I was going to open it up and set it on his desk. And then I was going to like, so I'm going to walk out of this room. And (laughs) no one needs to know. You can take that money or you don't have to, whatever. And... You can decide whether I should be on this show or not. So I walked into the room and Steve Higgins had just been hired as Whoa. producer. 
With a briefcase. With a briefcase. What case? comedian <laughs> walks into a room with a briefcase? A leather briefcase. It wasn't even a cool looking one. And I walk in, I can tell the vibe is not for joking around. <laughs> and it was super serious. And I was like, oh my God, I got so freaked out. And I never got to my bit, so I'm just holding Call my briefcase. <laughs> Did he ask you it's what it was for? It's the most unfunny thing ever. A weird, shy, quiet guy. It's supposed to be funny? Like, I'm supposed to be humping a chair. My my inspiration was like, go hump a chair, do something active. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking about doing this character. I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Uh, finally, after 20 minutes, Higgins goes, nice briefcase. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, thanks. He's <laughs> like, anything else you want to ask me? I'm like, no. Oh and my god! And I walked god. out, and he, I, he never knew. I told him later what, and he thought it was so funny <laughs> that I couldn't pull the trigger on the bit. So, anyway, that's a perfect gift for yeah. This is a perfect gift. Yeah, I wow. love that. I remember meeting with him, and he asked me at the end, "Do you have any any questions? Any questions? Is there anything yeah. you want to know?" And I remember we were such huge Chris Farley fans yeah. growing up. And I I wanted to ask him about Chris Farley, but I didn't want to... Feel like, was this appropriate, appropriate. time or place? Yeah. yeah, so I didn't want to be like on the Chris Farley, like Farley show, like being like, is Chris Farley so, a cool... Was he a, was he a cool, cool guy? guy? Like, he's great, right? <laughs> you know, so I remember like stopping and like, he probably had to watch me think through Process. like what yes. my Chris Farley question was going to be. And then I just said, I probably have a bunch of questions, but I can't think of any right now. <laughs> just, that was it. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Great last impression. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I also yeah. said to him like, I love that I said this because I didn't do it ever. Yeah. That I really wanted to live in New York to do character study on people. <laughs> <laughs> that I would, I could see myself like sitting on a park bench and studying people and creating characters. Did I ever sit on a bench and like <laughs> sit in the middle of Times Square so or Grand funny. Central State? Like, no, I never did that. I mean, I've yeah, such, you're trying to sound like also, you know what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, like you. And also, I mean, I waited for that meeting for probably two hours. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And once I got in there, I was just yeah, just trying to impress him, but it was. Mostly him talking. And I remember he said something about, you get on the show and it hits you kind of like a wave and then you learn how to... It was so abstract. Yep. I knew that he was trying to get me to understand it, but I really didn't understand yeah. what he was saying. And so, but then I didn't want to seem like I didn't understand it. So I didn't want to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry to close the circle. Please. On the briefcase full of money. Yeah. I, and now I forget. So a meeting, several auditions, then he comes to... LA to watch us at the Groundlings. Then the following week, another meeting with Lauren. And I remember thinking, wow. And it was Marcy Klein calling me and she was like, he just wants to meet you again. And I just remember thinking, how many times are we going to meet? I don't know what to say. And, he, and she's like, trust me. It turns out that was the meeting where he was telling me I was hired. Oh, great. But I didn't know that, but they played it. And I remember telling my roommate at the time, like, gosh darn it. I'm doing my money joke. I don't care. So I brought the briefcase again oh to the second. I was like, come hell or high water, I'm doing my fake money bit. I walk in with the briefcase and the receptionist goes, you can just leave your briefcase. <laughs> I go, yeah, you're right. I just leave it. Immediately lost faith in it again. I sit down. We have the talk. I realize he's, he's yeah. hiring me. It's like, so you're going to like New York. I'm like, I am. 
How? You won't know. I mean, we're hiring Sherry, Sherry O'Terry, so you'll know someone. And then it dawns on me, oh my gosh, I got the job. And then I got self-conscious that I wasn't acting excited enough. So I stood up and I was like, well, I'm, thank you so much. I'm going to shake your hand. He's like, do what you have to do. Oh my God. And we just awkwardly shook hands. And then I walked out. I was like, I can't believe it. And I told his assistant, I'm like, okay, I've been trying to do this bit two times now. Can you just hand him a stack of fake money and tell him I tried to give this to him to bribe him? And then she handed him the fake money after the fact. And But you weren't there when she no. did it. But did she but report back? Or she did said you... he thought it was really funny that he Good. was, after two, two attempts, you're finally giving him this money. So I tried twice, but I chickened out both times. You know, the second time, it seems like it's really good you didn't do it. Because what if, I, what if he didn't like it? it. Yeah. 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 We know you do like known as a bit of a prankster. I hope that's not, that's okay uh, for me to say. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, how do yeah. you know, do you ever read a room and you're like, you're going into it like other situations where you're like, hey, this isn't right. Or do you sometimes have to push through that? And it's really funny. Like, how do you kind of know? I would always do stuff at the show. I just remember thinking, we always have to remind ourselves we're on a comedy show. Right, right, right. And so sure. I would, that's why I would wear a weird fake mustache for a week. Yeah. And, or pretend I was a guest writer. Or I would just always yeah, be yeah. doing things to just like, not so much mess, you know, it's not like I was yeah. putting a feral cat in someone's dressing right, room or right. something like that. But uh, <laughs> but I was just, it was more bit. It was yeah, more just sure. bits totally. to sure. like, Sometimes, yeah. always, we should just be having fun at all times. You know, when I got called the call, I got it from Lindsay Shook has called me to tell yeah. me that I got hired. Yeah. And I had just been in New York doing meetings. The way that I did it was like, I auditioned in Chicago, then they flew me to New York to audition. Then they flew me back to do meetings. And that's when I met with Lauren. And then Lindsay called me and she said, how are you doing? And I said, well, I'm tired. <laughs> I said, I'm tired from that trip to New York. It was so fun or something like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly yeah. how I phrased it, but then she said, I hope you're not too tired to come back to New York because we'd like to hire you as a cast member. And this is what I said. I said, what if I said I was too tired? <laughs> like, and instead I of just going, oh my god, on the other side yeah. of the phone. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh my god, yeah, I. Yeah. It's like I couldn't help myself. Yeah. In a way, I was like, I have to do this bit right now. <laughs> that's like, that's, and it was like I probably would have been like you bringing the suitcase. I, got to, <laughs> I remember the one time I got to be on a Woody Allen movie, I remember thinking, I'm not going to be so nervous around him that if I feel like I want to be funny, I'm going to try to be funny in front of Woody Allen. I'm not going to push it. But, and so he wanted to meet me and we were doing camera tests, but he couldn't be there for the day that I was doing my camera. But could I come in the day early? So I meet him and we say hi. And then I have to leave, but I kind of give him a wave, like from across the room, uh -huh. like, bye Woody Allen, I'm leaving. And he stops there. He's like, hold on, hold on comes rushing over and he's like, did you need something? And and I said, oh no, I was just saying goodbye. And I couldn't, I'm just like, but while I have you, can I get 20 bucks for parking? And he's like, ah, uh, and he just walks away. And I was like, ah, oh. and I'm walking like down 10th Avenue, just laughing to myself going, <laughs> oh man, totally shut down. Not even like a courtesy, like yeah. a, just a courtesy laugh or not even just like Yes, Anding. Yeah. Like, talk to my assistant. She'll write out a voucher. You know, yeah. something. It, it was like... He wouldn't do he it back. Would, yeah, he wouldn't do it back. That's and, so funny. And so I was like, okay, well, 
keep trying. Yeah, yeah. That's really... <laughs> but same sort of thing of like, what if I'm too tired? I couldn't, I couldn't... <laughs> Silence. I, yeah. And yeah. then I said like, oh, I'm not. I was just doing a joke. And she's like, didn't think it was funny. Like, it was like... <laughs> hey, this is serious business. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this what... This is Saturday I was, Night Live. But it's like I had to do it. It's. I had a similar experience <laughs> to that. Like, it wasn't a comedy thing, but one of the first job interviews I did, it was like after college, I was interviewing to be a hostess at this restaurant. like I was living in Cleveland for the summer and I had done other jobs, but none that you had like an official interview in that way. Mm -hmm. Like I had like babysat and done other stuff. Like anyway, so I prepared a weakness. Like I wanted to know what my strengths and weaknesses were. And I thought oh. a really good weakness so will thought, be yeah. that I'm, that I, I asked, I prepare too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I asked too, too many questions because I'm so inquisitive. Because right. I'm so inquisitive right. and I want to yeah. do a good job. So yeah. I thought that's a perfect thing to say. I was really like, and that's true. That's going to be a great way to really, yeah. you know, show, sure. show off my skills yeah. and maybe a weakness that could help me get the job. Yeah. So she interviewed me. And then she never asked me what my weakness was. So at the end of the interview, she said, said, Would you like to you know my weaknesses? She said, Is there anything else you'd like us to know? And I said, Do you want to know like a weakness that I have? By the way, you don't, you're like home free. I'm like, I've got you're, the job. You're, you're good. Like, they don't yeah, need any don't of need it. But any I said, well, reasons. she yeah. said, okay. And I said, yeah, the weakness is that I just, I ask a lot of questions because I want to do a good job. And she was like, uh, okay. Like, couldn't have been less interested. And she sort of was like, oh, <laughs> okay, do you want me to think that's good? Like, did you see her yeah. second guessing her decision? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, did you get the job? Just, I did. Okay. I did get Despite it. I did get it, and I I worked there second. for a few months, yeah. and it was it was great, you know. But it was just crazy that I couldn't let it go. I couldn't just be. It isn't that funny that that in that moment you weren't like, Whew, that was that went great. They didn't ask me the weird thing about the. Do I have any weaknesses? <laughs> right. Yeah. Was, but like, hold on. I prepared this. I got to let you know. <laughs> yes. It's so funny that I but was like that. Do you think that, it's, that, yeah. it's that like wanting to hold your hand over the flame a little bit type of thing? Maybe. Or, or it was just like, I did the work I think to that's, prepare. I think that's more what it was. A fake answer to the weakness question. And yeah. I wanted to display how clever it is. I think I thought it was such a good answer to that question yeah. that if she wasn't going to ask that question, I was going to ask it. No matter what. <laughs> like, I just, and also, I don't even know if that feels kind of outdated. Like, I don't know yeah, if I don't that's know if the thing that really It feels like it's much. a thing what, from can like. I ask, what was the job? It was being a hostess. I think I. In movies or like TV shows about job interviews, they go, what are your strengths? And then they go, what are your weaknesses? <laughs> like in like yeah. big business or like working yeah. girl or something. And I thought that's what this is. <laughs> you know, I feels outdated. Probably 50-50. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys will get a lot of letters about this. Like, yeah. Are people still asking people that question asking in the business that? world? Yeah. Does anyone start out with just like, what are your weaknesses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older, but was Scooby-Doo? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. It was already done. There's a new Scooby-Doo show. New... There's one that comes out today. Oh. Called Velma on HBO Max starring Mindy Kaling. I remember the newer versions were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. 
They did a movie in like 2002, I think, like a live action type thing. Which I watched some of that. I kind of like that. But like when they brought in, remember then Scooby-Doo had a buddy, Scrappy-Doo? Scrappy yeah. Was that his child? So I think it was his nephew. And we found out, we did some nephew. research. Yeah. And they um, ABC thought that Scrappy-Doo was a bad role model because he was too independent. And like Scooby was more bumbling. And more I think they and- didn't like teaching kids... I don't know, something about Independence? it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And if I remember, wasn't Scrappy-Doo a lot more articulate with his speech? I think so. Where Scooby kind of, he spoke like a dog trying to... Right, he had a some, harder time. But then Scrappy was like, hey, what's what are yeah. we doing here? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so nobody was, did. I think nobody okay, did. Okay, good. Did you know Casey Kasem was... Yeah, was the vo- voice of... Of Shaggy. Shaggy. But do you know why he left? No. Well, this is all stuff we found on the internet, so I don't know if it's really true. Okay. But um, internet, it says he left true. because <laughs> he was vegetarian, right? right. Yeah, he was okay. vegan. He was vegan, and I don't, they did some kind of ad campaign with some kind of... I can't remember Meat the details. Thing, we, so, so we don't exactly wait, know the, why. Wait, the show did? The show did or something, but then he came back and like they made... The cast of Scooby-Doo... Was incorporated into like the Beef Council, maybe some kind of <laughs> thing like or that. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. But then he came back because they made the kid's character vegetarian or something. Yeah, oh. I don't have a little fuzzy on the details. Because Shaggy would eat anything. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Shaggy and Scooby both must have had like second and third chambers, two or three stomachs, is what I'm trying to say. They would take a twenty layer sandwich. Yeah. And put it in their mouth at one time. Right, right. But I think they would eat the toothpick too all at the same time. Yeah, that's so So that was Was that, that confusing weird. for you as a kid? Yeah, that there was something pleasing knowing that they <laughs> yeah, could Yeah, uh, they could get it they all. They could eat, yeah, eat that much. Did you also find when you were watching Saturday morning cartoons cuz I definitely found this that when you're a kid you don't understand schedules and time so like you'd turn on the tv and it would be on and it would be like this is awesome like this always is on when i turn the tv but you don't understand that okay feel free to not agree with me on that but you don't understand that you're on kind of a schedule like you don't understand that you wake up at the same time there's certain shows like i remember with the show gem too like when that was on tv i don't know if that was saturday mornings but i would be like this is awesome that i caught this huh (laughs) and i remember like watching saved by the bell even when i was a teenager and knowing about schedules and being like this is great that this is on now right when i want it to be i remember the comfort of after school yeah cartoons sure sure. yeah yeah that's good (laughs) that's good that's not exactly but it's similar it's similar uh, okay yeah what cartoons did you watch after school i'm trying to remember i think it was the bugs bunny kind of lineup yeah yeah. Tom and Jerry, Bugs yeah. Bunny, sure. that kind of... Classic. Yeah. We used to watch... They had this... Do you know what I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. They had this thing on... TBS, or I think. Or TNT? One of the two. You know, you know how they're sort of both gone through their own... Yeah. But you can always... Yeah. yeah. Right. No offense to anyone from either of those from networks. From the, the Turner family. <laughs> yeah, from networks. the Turner family yes. who's listening. Yes. They had this guy who had like <laughs> a coffee shop. It was like a coffee shop in the same way this is a coffee shop. (laughs) So a coffee shop set. A coffee shop set. But we didn't really, I had never been in a coffee shop. So it looked like what you would think a coffee shop would be. So we thought this is a real coffee (laughs) shop. And this guy just loves to hang in this coffee shop and talk to people. Will you refer to the camera? He was the host of a bunch of blocks of repeats of the love connection. (laughs) 
So, but you could call in and ask questions. Like you could call and talk to him, not about the love connection, because he sort of would introduce it and then be, yes, he was live, but the love connections were from like the 70s. And did they have like extras hanging out in the coffee shop? Yeah. Uh Yes. We would call in. We would try to call in. And we got through once. You got through. Yeah, and they wanted to feed us a question. Look, we want, we had a very important question. We I don't know what our question Why don't you say this Yeah, instead? and I remember us being like, no, we don't want to ask that. Like, we yeah. didn't do it. We, like, stuck to our guns. They hung up on oh, us. They hung oh, okay. up on us. Yeah, they were not really negotiating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's mid-question, and, it, and they just click, oh, yeah. we lost the line. We said, no, this is what we want to ask, and we got disconnected. Like, it was... But the, it was... The Bear Kids yeah. from Shaker Heights. But yeah. it was also from the first time that we... For me, that we were like, oh, is this not... Is TV not real? Is it not real? Oh. Because we thought all the people calling in, and then we're like, is every question that someone's calling in with something that they want... Is this even a real coffee shop? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out it wasn't. So... Those moments are hard. That's what we... But it (laughs) was so fun to watch it after school. It's also such a weird show to be watching Love Connection, but I think part of the fun of watching it was that it was from like 20 or 30 years ago, so it was like... So funny to watch the how the uh, people oh, looked, how, sort yeah, of, yeah, totally and how they acted. Yeah, like it exactly. felt so outdated. I'm trying to. Th- oh, it would be reruns of Batman. Okay, yeah. After school, yeah. Like old Adam West, yeah. Yes. Batman. Just fun to sit and watch. Have a snack. Have a. Snack. What were your go-to kind of snacks? Well, wow. <laughs> I'm kind of like Shaggy in that regard. I would eat anything. No, I'm trying to remember if I feel like. Triscuits. So good. Right? Yeah. What are you putting wheat on those? Thin, wheat thins. Wheat thins. Any toppings? I always love the texture and the saltiness of a Triscuit. Yes. Sure. They're so good. Like that Hickory Farm <laughs> summer sausage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't just know if you like, guys ever just, had very smoky yeah. summer sausage and like cheese. They'd love that at SNL. Grapes. Oh, yeah. They go crazy for it. <laughs> smoky. Grapes. Yeah. Grapes are great. Sliced apples and peanut butter. That's such a good snack. I have that I today. Have Call yeah. me a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But would you buy lunch or would you pack your lunch? At a certain point, my mother refused to make our lunch. Okay. Slash showed us how to make our own lunches. Okay. So, yeah, my brother and I were packing our own lunches. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. So, yeah, make like a sandwich. and a, She did a very sweet thing, though. She would, in grade school where I had a lunchbox, she'd write me notes Little from the note. lunchbox monster. It was yeah. from a monster, though. Oh, wow. that's very sweet. And they sweet. weren't very nice messages. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to amount to anything, <laughs> lunchbox monster. Um, no, they were very sweet and like... That's so nice. Yeah. Every day? Every day. She'd do a wow. little lunchbox monster note That's with so a little, sweet. I think a caricature. She'd actually do a, a freehand oh little drawing. Oh my gosh. I remember, we would once in a while get notes from our mom. I don't know if you remember this, Jonah, but... Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> once in a while, we would get notes. And I remember I got a note from her once. And I hadn't gotten one in a while, so it was really... <laughs> It was really sweet. But she wrote, I heart, and then she wrote, why? And I know she meant to do a you, but she did a why. (laughs) And I remember coming home from school (laughs) and telling her and being like, thanks so much for the note. You know, you wrote, I love why. (laughs) I'm in like third grade, like hypercritical. And I was said it nicely, but I just wanted to be like, you screw up. Just so you know. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I meant to do a you. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's what I thought. It was like pretty crazy you did a why. I, I appreciate it, but you kind of blew it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like, that's what I but remember. But I love little third grader, like still 
keeping your mom's <laughs> yeah. feet to the fire. Yeah, sure. sure. Just notes. being like, was this if on you're gonna purpose? Take the time to do it, like, <laughs> are you trying to freak? Yeah. Are you trying to yeah. mess with me? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you you probably don't remember any of the notes. I don't remember the notes, but our mom was a big note would like make a lot of notes in her notepad around the house, like errands, things to do. Yeah. And then I would write in, try in her handwriting, like buy toys for Jonah <laughs> or like that kind of stuff and be like, this is totally, she knew, she knew, yeah, she knew. Okay. she knew. But did she read it like this? That Jonah. <laughs> I bet. Probably. This was Probably. Jonah's idea. One time we cut a big tooth out of like fluorescent construction paper because we thought we would get so much money from the tooth fairy and we left it under your pillow, Jonah. Do you remember no, this? No, I don't remember this. <laughs> and then we got a note back from the Tooth Fairy the next day. <laughs> because the thing that was crazy Saying about nice the Tooth try. Fairy. need real teeth. Yes. Okay. And we took the note. <laughs> this is so funny because I think the reason that kids think the Tooth Fairy is real, By and way, I certainly did. I love did. that back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we got a note that back. You got a note back. We did. So Tooth Fairy was making... His or her rounds. Right. Right. And so we got the note back and it said like, nice try, but like, you know, but I remember you and I looking at the note and being like, is that mom's handwriting? (laughs) We were like trying to figure out if it was our mom or the tooth fairy. And I think like, ultimately we were like, that's not my mom's handwriting. That's got to be the tooth fairy. Like, There's no precedent of a note from the tooth fairy prior to that moment. Yes. Exactly. So how would you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she wrote in sort of a cursive way, but I think she purposely wrote in all caps, or she did something <laughs> to off. kind of alter her handwriting. And did she write nice try? Yeah, she okay. did. She wrote like nice try, but this clearly isn't a real tooth. I think we wrote a note with it, or maybe even on it, because we were like not <laughs> thinking them. But we wrote like, this is a dinosaur tooth. This is very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is not a dinosaur tooth. This yeah. is a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut in the shape of it. I would love if you guys still, did it even look like a tooth? Probably not. The shape of it? I think it was sort of like, yeah, I think it was just sort of like a square with maybe a little rounded edges or something. And it was out of like yellow, fluorescent yellow construction paper. Like, I don't know what we thought we were pulling on the tooth fairy that she'd believe. As a parent now, we've had moments where, well, now our boys are all too old, but we've had moments where we totally forgot. (laughs) The tooth fairy just forgot. And, but we remembered while they were still sleeping in the morning. So it was like 7 a.m. trying to oh my delicately God. not wake yeah. them and slide the money under the pillow while taking the weird little tiny bizarre tooth. baby tooth yeah. and extract it. I think we pulled it off, though. And nice. just because neither Jonah nor I are parents, yeah. what do parents do with the teeth? It's a great question. I think we've saved some of them. Yeah. And then I'm sure they're we just chucked them. Yeah. yeah. I had a, a collection of like different... Little boxes growing up I that are. You're going to say various teeth. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. wait for oh, it because okay. I did kind okay. of. It's in my parents' basement now, and yeah, I was going does. through it, and one of the boxes had some of my teeth just in it. Ge- okay. And I'm like, did my mom just like throw it in there when she was leaving the money, because or as did a parent, I? It's a weird moment because yeah. it's like, oh, this should be special. We probably should hang on to these. Yeah. But. Let's face it. What are we going to do with these baby teeth? Yeah. We're going right. to give them to our children when they're adults saying, do you guys want these back? Look what we saved. <laughs> Isn't this cute? No, yeah. they're little, old, tiny, gnarly teeth. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I remember seeing my, what I assume were my teeth in this little box mm-hmm. and going, this is creepy. Yeah, I'm, a little box full of teeth. A little box full. Yeah. I mean, probably two or three teeth. Not 20, not a, 20 not teeth. Not 20 teeth. too many. But still going like, ew. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope they're your teeth. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. That's how I feel. Well, should we take a quick commercial break? take a break? commercial yeah. break. <laughs> uh. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we're and back. And we're back. Now we're going to play a game with you. Oh, okay. It's called Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. Okay. And it's otherwise known as, let's make fun of people who don't know how to use Change.Org, because a lot of people go onto the website Change.Org. You don't know. I don't even know. Okay. It's this website that a lot of people, I think, was created for social change, like for people to make petitions for these really important causes. Justice, the environment. Okay. You know. Yes. I think I've been sent. You've probably been sent a link. Yes. For sure. But some people do them for less important things. (laughs) So we found a few of them, and we're just going to read them and decide maybe by the end of this which one we would each support. Yes. Okay. Okay, so the first one, I'll read the, f- Kick it off. the first one. It's called Dessert After Lunch at School. It was made by this kid, Jack, and he made this petition. You can put it towards someone, like, okay. to, for them to read it. And he made it to the Food and Nutrition Service of America. Okay, so he says, <laughs> <laughs> Children all over America are being fed at school, as it is a law that all schools must serve at lunch to students. But there is no law for providing a dessert after the lunch. As a student, I work hard at school and think us students deserve dessert because some of us work so hard to keep our grades up and we get nothing in return. Therefore, 
All students around America deserve a dessert with their school lunch. God, I love the chutzpah. Yeah. 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 This Jack. Yeah. I love that he researched and found the, what's the organization? The Food and Nutrition Service of America. Yeah. Do they have enough power to? uh, (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing of them. I didn't even know. Yeah. I remember school lunch. Yeah. I thought there always was a little dessert Like a little gel. I think at his school. It's a little um, brownie or a cookie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe at his school, no way. Maybe no way at his school. It feels like a law for providing dessert after the lunch seems, I want to reserve judgment until we've heard the other one. I agree. But if it really got momentum, it would be so fun to see someone on the floor of the Congress presenting this as a bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they update these, like the person with the petition. And so he has two updates. So soon after he posted, he wrote, Hey guys, thanks for the support, but we really need more supporters if we want to actually make a difference, though. Make sure to share this petition with your friends and family. It would really help. Thanks. Then 10 days later, another update... (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, I just noticed that some schools actually have dessert, so I decided to take down this petition. Also, nobody has signed it in two weeks. This kid, to me, he's got to learn. That's two weeks. Come on. Are you in or you, you know? And also, just because some schools have it, that's not your petition. Your petition right. is for it to be a law. <laughs> yeah. Nationwide. Yeah. Right, right. All the schools. And also, he didn't take it down because we found it very easily. Yeah. And, and yet, so it's still that's up. not it's still the up. definition of taking down. <laughs> I love the admon. You can't admonish yeah. potential petition signers yeah. either. Like, hey, gang. Yeah. It's been two weeks. Yeah. And look, this got eight signatures. <laughs> He's getting and pissy. That's- I was going to ask, what's the total? Eight. So still to this day, and it was from 2020, it's still eight, but... But I think it's because people think he he's saying it's uh, that not— That he gave up. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. It's like, I can't support it if you're Jack, not going how bad, to, Jack. I don't know. How badly does Jack really yeah. want this? Seems right. like not right. that badly. Okay, but still, okay. let's hear— Okay, let's, let's hear. reserve— Do you, know what? you want to read this next one? Yeah, I'll move on to the next one. Reserve judgment until— This next one is called Velcro Shoelaces. Okay. And this is a petition from someone— To my mom. And uh, it says, have you ever been walking, jogging, or even just doing some stretches when suddenly you trip over that dang shoelace you thought you just tied? Hi, my name is Martha, and the problem I aim to solve is one millions of people deal with every day, undone shoelaces. Now you may be thinking, what could possibly replace shoelaces? My answer to that is Velcro. This is not a new idea by any means, but it is one that unfortunately has mostly disappeared. If we could replace shoelaces with Velcro, many people would fall less often. Since there is no lace to tie, it would be less costing, and it would save precious seconds of time. <laughs> I believe in adding Velcro to more shoes, we could get some amazing results, and this has five signatures so far. Well, what are your thoughts on replacing shoes with Velcro? I mean, I, look, once again, I love the activism. Yeah. Sure. Right? right. Sure. Generally speaking. Right. I question whether there's been millions of injuries over the shoelace. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like that's a thing. I don't think people... I don't feel like... Like, God, I, I tripped over my shoelace. And like, I, I did too. And I was talking to my neighbor too. They <laughs> Like, it's not like this epidemic right. Right. that's happening. Right. Also, that's a tough one just from a fashion sense. Oh, I sure. don't think sure. anyone's gonna... Yeah. That's a tough one. It's tough. I'm a little conflicted about this one because I am not good at... My wife, Vicky's here. She knows I'm not good at tying my shoes. They come 
unlaced a lot. Was that just a skill? I, I know how to interest, do it. But you just weren't interested. I kind of rushed through yeah. it. And then okay. it's like also, they come untied. The other problem I have is with my socks. I have problems getting my foot in the heel. Like the heel will be like hanging out here. <laughs> and she'll be like, I, I, what are you doing? I'll be like, ah, it just seems fine to me. So We're good to I go. Have, I have some problems yeah. with that's a whole, maybe I can start that petition. So are you kind of lobbying for the Velcro? Because it might just be like a quicker way, like on with my day. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a little, I can relate to this, I guess maybe a little more. Yeah. I, I feel that's sort of a kinship with this because I have problems. Because there was, off. I feel like there was a moment where there was the Velcro shoe. Yeah. And it was going to like take off because there was like even a little pouch where you could hi- hide a key in your pouch on top of your wow. Velcro yeah. flap of your shoe. Oh wow! I remember. Th- I don't yeah. know what type of shoe that was, but yeah. that it was like this That's is cool. this is going to be- become a thing. Huge yeah. and it never it didn't. Yeah, take never off. really took off. Well, I think we grew up sort of. You know, the '90s. You were wearing a lot of Doc Martens and stuff, and it was sort of cool to not tie your shoes. Mm. I don't know if it was cool. I think I just never really tied my <laughs> you shoes. You know well. how like it's like open, yeah. like kind of slouchy boots, and they're not tied, and you go, "That's cool." Like this person doesn't care. But yeah. it's back to not tying. It's back to. My 15-year-old son. Really? He, he, he'll, like, put them on and not tie yeah, purposely. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like overalls, like not But I don't the- hear him saying, <laughs> I got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got injured. I'm going out to a party. I'm going to untie tonight, but I just, I got to be careful. Right, right. So many right. people are falling. Right, right. You think right. if you got him a pair of Velcro shoes and we're like, hey, I got you these, like... He's a funny kid who might be like... Oh, those are cool in a contrarian way. Right. Yeah. Or it might be he loves kind of fashion, so he might be okay. like, Yeah, these look awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not gonna yeah. wear them. I get that. I get that. I do think you're right. It's like I'm unclear on what she's asking for because it almost seems like she wants shoelaces to be outlawed. You know, like she's saying, like, let's well, put every shoe. Evidence la- yeah. by the five signatures. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not yeah. So I, I think I mean Jack only has eight, but <laughs> if we're talking yeah. like proportionate like yeah. That five is a lot less. It is a lot less. Jack, yeah. What Jack is asking for is a lot easier to... To pull off. Yeah. 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 I think. I That's mean, fair. That's, yeah. Vanessa, do you want okay, to read this Okay, this last one? one has to do with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Will Ferrell for Batman. Have you ever seen Will Ferrell's beautiful face and thought he is the best actor? After the latest Batman movie, we are all hungry for more. Would it not be the most beautiful movie in cinematic history if Will Ferrell played Batman? Sign this petition now and be a part of history. Okay, we have to see. Who is this? Be a this part is, of history. Be a part well, of history. Well, there's an image of you as Batman here in the petition. <laughs> oh, Kind of wow. your face on yeah. Batman's body. Yeah. I'm so flattered <laughs> by the sentiment. And also the many mentions of my beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. But who did this petition? This woman, Miriam, did it. Miriam. And But Paul. does Miriam realize, I mean, Batman wears a mask. Right. As part of the costume. You're absolutely For a lot of the movies. Right. So, That's actually such a good point. So my beautiful face... Right, would not be my obscured. words. Miriam's were, would be totally obscured. Maybe for, she wants to use Bruce Wayne. Maybe that's... Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. then there's two comments for this. One is, <laughs> yeah. one is, and this has 10 signatures, by the way, so the most signatures oh, okay. of any, of any okay. of we've, we've covered. Uh, my niece wants this real bad, and I can see it as a great movie, and someone else said, I'm signing because who else would play Batman? And that's actually Miriam who Okay, said that's that. Miriam. Okay, Miriam again. So it looks like maybe Miriam. more people. Yeah. Miriam has a second comment? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> so, Will, what do you think? I mean, Now, how long has this been posted for i know these comments are from nine months ago so <laughs> i think this probably so it's only generated it's only 10 been, signatures. but also gosh if i was on social media i'm not i would 
totally create a link to like, hey guys, sign the petition. I mean, we can put it up when we post this. Let's try yeah. to get yeah. that going. Yeah. Let's try to yeah. Get, yeah. I do think you'd be very good for it. That, I just thank think you. you don't have to say that. No, <laughs> I feel like you're just saying it because I'm Because I sort of looked away when I yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be good. You'd be great. <laughs> we could make a great case to Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Totally. Well, you know, unfortunately, we've tried to get Jonah on our high school's Hall of Fame through this podcast and like post, and, and we've only gotten not gotten a ton of traction on that. No. No. So. I don't know, but but it doesn't hurt. You know, exposure is exposure. Well, totally. if the studio came to you, they said, Will, we've gotten all these signatures, change.org. Yep. People want you as Batman. This is like what the people want. I think they call this fan service. Would you take the role? Would you have to think about it? Would that? What would you do if the people really were just and coming out? And they said, out? also, Miriam wants to meet you and got, kind of have a thank you lunch. A set visit. Yeah, set visit. Well, that, I would totally have the thank you lunch with Miriam. You guys would have to come too because you're- We would you're be so happy to- The broker. Right, right. Yeah. You kind of brokered this whole thing. And sure. we could get and sort of like a- Might as well be in the movie. Would love, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Would love to- Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hate to argue against myself. I don't know if I'd be a good bat. I don't see myself in the role. Don't you just have to go like- Hey. Yeah. Talk in a gruff yeah. voice. And go- that's going to cost you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you just, and then you go. I've got a bad feeling. Yeah, that's so, you're such yeah. a good Batman. I guess. I guess if, okay, so petition goes crazy. Right, okay. right. Okay, it goes It's absolutely. on the news. What's it's the every- barometer for 100,000 signatures? No. They brought back a lot of like stuff to like Taco Bell and McDonald's with. What's the threshold? Probably I think like, a couple hundred thousand, maybe a million, yeah. half maybe a million, million. Okay. something yeah. like that. We present it to Warner Brothers. Yeah. We all go in as a right, team. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> We play them this part of the podcast. Yeah. Like, this is how this started. Yeah. And here's the evidence. Right. Here, and they're like, thank you for bringing this yeah. to our attention. If you want to, you're the next Batman. Yeah. I think I have to do it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Well, we will support you. And again, it was your idea, but I would love a part. You know, like, again, you said it. I didn't. I think we could kind of ease my creative guilt. Your character constantly comes in and out of the story going, Batman, how are you feeling? Like, do you think you can handle this? You act as the audience in a way. Right. For those people. Avid Batman followers are like, I don't buy Will Ferrell as yeah. Batman. Yeah. You can be kind of the conscience. And also yeah. I can go, Batman, would you even, it's incredible you're here because everyone wanted you to be. Like I could remind the audience sort of like in sort of like an abstract way of like that this how is it, the how people's it even uh, Yeah, the Batman. people's Batman. Well, I am the people's Batman. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got you sound, that's a good sound. Very good. So, well, so just to yeah. wrap up, which one of these three would you support if you had to pick one? This is hard because you're involved in one now. Unfortunately, I'm just incredibly biased now towards Miriam's, so I don't think I can yeah. really see clear. I mean, Jack, it wouldn't be a bad thing yeah. to have yeah. dessert as part of school lunch. Yeah. It's a real sensible. Yeah. But how can you take that over being the people's okay. Batman? Yeah. Batman. Yeah, I have to take Batman. Vanessa? Batman. Batman, same. Three. Three Batmans. Okay. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much for, for you doing guys, this. Thank we you really for appreciate thank it. Thank you so, so much. Fun. This feels so silly to ask you, but we usually yeah. ask our guests where people can find them. What, like, you mean like meaning physically? Like, yeah, like if you, <laughs> like on the globe. I live no, in Los just, Angeles. No, 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 no. <laughs> like um, what project, you know, what oh, shows what? and podcasts. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> What's happening with my career? Right. If they want to uh, find, find me, you, well, you mentioned Spirited, which is yes. Yes. still stream. Well, it'll always be streaming on Apple Plus. Love. I'm there. Okay. 
<laughs> and then I'll be in other movies that are coming out. Maybe love. So, right. Okay. I saw Downhill on the plane ride out here. Oh, you Great. did. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the Europeans didn't like it, but <laughs> what do they know? Yeah. God, maybe that's another change.org. Get Europeans to stop criticizing American remakes of their <laughs> movies. Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say a petition that says our version of Force Majeure is is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's Force right. Sign this petition? Yeah. Okay. I'm in Barbie, which will come out. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see that. See, I forget when these things are coming out. I forgot. I, I and there's a yes. movie called Strays, which is a live action movie with dogs, which Will Forte is oh also gosh. is the bad guy in it, but we're, it's like an R-rated version of a Homeward Bound talking dog movie. Wow. Oh, my that God. sounds incredible. So, great. those are things where you can find me. Perfect. Well, that was so fun. Thanks. Otherwise, I'm down at uh, Mel's Diner on Sunset (laughs) Boulevard every Tuesday. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, If you enjoyed that, just block out the time. They're from 10 to 6. Okay. 10 to 6, Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. Got it. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) Keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? Not full meals. They say that's how we will discuss. More stories from our childhood. Yeah, just little smaller just have meals a smaller every meal hour. every day. Yeah. Cultural touchstones like Scooby Doo. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.